Hi, this is the Organisational Success Academy from the Oxford Review, bringing you the very latest research in leadership, management, organisational development, design, transformation and change, human resources and human capital, organisational learning, coaching and work psychology from around the world to make you the most up-to-date and knowledgeable person in the room. Some new research looking at time banditry, how to get away with wasting time at work. Some people just seem to have the knack of being able to do very little or wasting time at work and getting away with it. When I was a police officer, we had a sergeant who was nicknamed Blister as he had the reliable tendency to be able to turn up when the real work had actually been done. A new study looking at time wasting at work has found some useful findings for managing such people at work. A recent survey of 10,044 employees found that workers waste just over two hours a day in their jobs. In the United States, this is estimated to amount to a loss of some $759 billion a year. It is therefore not surprising that many employers and managers focus on employee productivity. In the academic literature, employee time-wasting is referred to as time theft, and in more recent studies as time banditry. A team of researchers from the University of Oklahoma and the University of Central Oklahoma have been conducting a series of studies looking at counterproductive work behaviours, and in particular, the field of time banditry. Now, time banditry was first introduced into the academic literature in 2008 and is described as the propensity of employees to engage in unsanctioned, non-work-related activities during work time. In effect, time banditry behaviours include anything that results in decreased effort towards that employee's tasks. For example, using the internet for personal reasons, taking or making non-urgent personal calls, extending lunch breaks, and excessive socialising with co-workers in ways that are unrelated to their work. Time banditry is a subcategory of a range of counterproductive work behaviours. However, previous studies have found that unlike many other counterproductive work behaviours, time banditry is rarely driven by a desire to inflict harm or damage to the management or the organisation. A study in 2008 found that time banditry usually occurs as a result of boredom, disengagement, laziness, perceptions of injustice, poorly defined jobs, bad timekeeping, poor task management and generally poor management. A 2013 study, however, discovered that not all time banditry is negative. The study found that certain types of time banditry have a significantly beneficial effect, both for the employees and the organisation, particularly when the behaviour being engaged in leads to better team cohesion, better worker networking, sharing of work-related information, pro-social culture building, morale enhancement, better levels of knowledge management, informal problem solving and worker self-management and there are some other organisational benefits as well. It is therefore important that managers and workers can genuinely identify and manage cases of beneficial and non-beneficial time banditry. Previous research has identified in just about every workplace there are skilled time bandits who engage in expert impression management in order to cover up negative time banditry and to reframe it as pro-work behaviours, or what the researchers call the management of shared meaning. Impression management, or the management of shared meaning, 
occurs when people provide a context or a background in order to manipulate perceptions of a behaviour or act to make it appear normal. Usually this occurs when an individual manipulates shared meanings in order for their self-seeking behaviour to fit the current situation and people's and the cultural and societal expectations in a way that influences them to accept it. In most organisations there is a lot of interpretive white space. This gives manipulative individuals who are engaged in impression management, the management of shared meaning, a license to engage in organisational politics in order to exert their will and improve their own self-standing and power without damaging relationships or being caught. The intention behind such a manipulation is to normalise their own behaviour in the eyes of the people in the organisation whilst maintaining the goodwill of their network and not being found to be manipulating people. Now, the study at hand looked at the skills that people employ in order to manage shared meaning around their own time banditry. Now, the researchers found that habitual time bandits carefully position their time misuse behaviours in a way that intentionally manipulates others' perceptions of their behaviour so that it is interpreted as being productive. Further, the researchers discovered that habitual time bandits are skilled at positioning their time-wasting behaviours so they appear to fit the situation and align with the organisation's values, norms and beliefs. In particular, the researchers discovered that accomplished time bandits are frequently seen as core team members or team players and are able to manage the impression that others have of them so that they are seen as engaging in behaviours that are closer to organisational citizenship behaviours than time-wasting. In effect, accomplished time bandits are also proficient manipulators of shared meaning. The study also wanted to find out what predictors there were of both of time banditry and of manipulation of shared meaning. There are four types of time bandit that have been identified. There are the weasels. Now these are time bandits who are both productive and engaged, but still steal time. Weasels manipulate their environment so that they can weasel out of work that they are fully capable of performing, while still appearing to be highly productive and hard-working. The researchers found that weasels are constantly managing the time expectations of their managers and peers. Weasels are the most productive type of time bandit in that, whilst they are stealing time, they are still reasonably engaged, productive and committed to their work. The next type of time bandits are known as mercenaries. Mercenaries are time bandits that are productive, but not engaged in their work. They are people who go through the motions, but really do not wish either to be doing what they're doing, or being in the organisation that they're in. These people are there solely for the money, and have little motivation to commit either to the work or the organisation. The next type of time bandit are sandbaggers. Now sandbaggers are individuals who are engaged but unproductive. Whilst these people are interested and stimulated by their work, in reality they do little work that is job related. Sandbaggers are most likely to engage in a series of behaviours that are aimed to create the impression that they are helping, mentoring or assisting others. Unlike mercenaries, sandbaggers are enthusiastic and engaged. However, rather than focusing on the task, they engage in displaced behaviours by focusing on other people. Arguably, sandbaggers are the easiest to identify and manage in that their productivity is low, but their pro-social behaviour is high. All managers need to do is to keep these people focused on time and on the task. And then lastly, parasites. And these are the last form of time bandit and potentially the most harmful. 
Parasites are neither productive nor engaged. However, they require the same level of organisational resources as more productive and engaged employees. Parasites typically misuse time by recourse to things like social loafing, free riding, shirking and even job neglect. Previous research has found that parasites tend not to engage in much impression management. The only reason parasites are able to maintain their behaviour is through poor management practice or low levels of ethical work cultures or climates, where time-wasting is not seen as a negative social behaviour. Now, the findings of the study. Firstly, the researchers found that 71.8% of time bandits can be identified by the following personality traits. The traits that predict time banditry. The first one is neuroticism, then unhappiness, perceptions of organisational unfairness, a lack of engagement in work, and emotional instability. And the situational factors that predict time banditry are task identity, skill variety, and levels of autonomy. Interestingly, the researchers discovered that extroversion is not a predictive factor for time banditry, even though many other studies have found that extroversion is significantly implicated in the range of other counterproductive work behaviours. And that is interesting, largely because most workplaces tend to recruit extroverts over introverts, and yet it's the extroverts tend to engage more in the counterproductive work behaviours than introverts do. Further, the researchers found that where individuals identify with the task set them, have a wider range of skills at their disposal and a greater level of autonomy, they are significantly less likely to engage in time-wasting behaviours. This is kind of the opposite of what lots of managers think. They think if they give people too much autonomy, they're more likely or increasingly more likely to engage in time banditry. But if the individuals actually identify with a task that they've got and that they've got quite a wide range of skills and they've got autonomy, then they're significantly less likely to engage in time banditry. The second part of the study looked at the commonly used categorizations of bandit to see if they were valid and whether there are any better predictive patterns that are apparent. The study found that the four typology categorizations of time banditry account for approximately 82.4% of time banditry behaviors, which is reasonably high. Now, the researchers found that weasels, high engagement, high productivity, are the least likely to engage in time banditry anyway, and they're most engaged and productive of the four types of time bandit. Managers should take care when correcting this behaviour, as they are already productive and engaged, and any management intervention should be aimed at nudging small behaviour changes. The researchers found that providing weasels with greater levels of autonomy or variety in their tasks significantly reduces time-wasting behaviours. In essence, weasels engage in time banditry largely when they're bored. Sandbaggers. High engagement, low productivity people. Now, sandbaggers, on the other hand, tend to engage in time banditry because they feel little affiliation or identification with the tasks that they're doing. Usually, this is because they cannot see how their work connects with the overall aims of the organisation. The management intervention for sandbaggers should be aimed at increasing task identity by letting them see the impact their work has on other employees and other parts of the system and how it fits within the whole organisation. Mercenary time bandits. These people are low engagement but high productivity. Now mercenaries tend to do only the bare minimum required of them. Mercenaries show lower levels of organisational commitment and higher levels of turnover. 
The management intervention for these individuals depends on whether the individual has already determined that they're going to leave or not. If the individual has determined that they're going to leave, then there appears that there is very little that can be done beyond recourse to policies, procedures and tighter management. However, it is noted this action is likely to hasten their departure. People who are not determined to leave, however, and who are mercenaries, can be re-engaged and become committed by giving them a responsibility, particularly in terms of management, leadership or even training responsibilities. Such empowerment tends to increase the level of importance the individual feels within the organisation, which in turn provides them with the motivation to commit to the organisation and the work at hand. And lastly, parasite. These are the low engagement, low productivity people. Now, parasites have two possible trajectories. Firstly, to terminate their employment or rehabilitate them. Now, it could be that the parasite is in a position where their skills and abilities do not match the task or their job given, in which case they either need retraining or redeploying. However, some parasites are so habitual that even if they're retrained or redeployed, they're still going to become time bandits. The best course of action for these people is just to terminate their employment. Now, this study identifies that time banditry on its own is not the main issue in the workplace. Rather, it is the subdiffuse manipulation used in order to manipulate others' impressions of their actions that creates the biggest problem, largely because it hides and diverts attention away from the time-wasting behaviours. The ability to be able to identify the types of time banditry that people engage in, predict who is most or least likely to engage in time banditry, and manage time banditry behaviours are important in any workplace. In particular, these three sets of skills are important for managers and supervisors, as well as peers, as well as having a good work culture. It is important to note that not all time off task is unproductive. Indeed, some behaviours that might look like time-wasting are in fact productive on a number of levels for the individuals concerned and for the organisation. It is therefore important that managers and people within organisations are able to distinguish between productive and unproductive behaviours at work. Thank you for listening to the Oxford Review podcast. For free research briefings, audio and video research briefings, research infographics and a whole lot more, visit oxford-review.com. That's oxford-review.com. And please, subscribe, rate and review this podcast. It would mean a lot to us to have your feedback so that we can make this podcast even better for you. Mm -hmm.